Hey, hi. Welcome to Someone Else's Movie, the original podcast where an actor, writer, director, or nebulous industry figure gives a little love to a movie they didn't make. I'm Norm Wilner. I'm a programmer at TIFF now, and this is the other thing I do. Also, my voice is shot. I blew it out over the weekend at our Canada's Top 10 events. Apologies, it's just for the intro and outro. My guest this week is Lila Avilas, a writer and director whose first feature, The Chambermaid, premiered at TIFF in 2018. Her second film, Totem, played the festival last year, and it's opening across Canada this Friday. It's an acutely observed drama about a Mexican family throwing a birthday party for her favorite son, Tona, but he's dying of cancer, and this is probably going to be the last time everyone sees him. The day is viewed largely through the eyes of his seven-year-old daughter, Sol, who doesn't really understand what's going on and does her best to keep herself busy. It's a really well-observed, utterly devastating picture, and it's opening this Friday, February 2nd, at the TIFF Lightbox in Toronto, the Sudbury Indie Cinema, and the Cinematheque in Vancouver. You should see it. Lila didn't pick a single movie to talk about, wanting instead to discuss how her love of all cinema has led her to become a filmmaker, which meant discussing the experiences that shaped her personal aesthetic from Disney to Cassavetes. It's an unconventional approach to the format, but you know what? Lila is an unconventional filmmaker, and I am here to listen. This is someone else's movie. In Mexico, we used to to watch like a lot of of films. You know that uh, it was mainly you catch in television. I and I have a, a uncle that he he record all that uh, films. No, and it it was like the. Narnia closet, no, or <laughs> or Criterion closet, no. He, yes, like he had the. He used to live in Cuernavaca, that it's not in Mexico City, but it's outside. And I, uh, I used to go a lot, no, when I was young. And uh, yes, like it was nice like uh, what are we going to do we we didn't have any idea no like my cousin and, and me we were together all the time and it was a matter of of entering to the closet no and uh, yes the in that closet no we had like like a lot of uh, films of mexican cinema de oro no and uh, like Pedro Infante, <laughs> like that kind of typical Mexican uh, comedies, no? That, yes, like uh, that we like, no? And uh, yes, I I like the Los Tres Huastecos, no? That it was like like a, a kind of popular film, no? But uh, regarding my house and and in the house of my uncle we were always changing no sometimes it were like uh, animation no uh, but sometimes like these popular uh, films and in my house yes I, I we didn't have so much VHS no it was like the five that we will have and you will repeat and repeat and repeat no. And I guess when I was young, like Dumbo, I watched like one million times. Like all my friends were like, why do you like Dumbo? No? And I was like, always like, why not? <laughs> and I, I I really like it. No? And uh, yes, I was young. No? And 
uh, also when I was a child, the other VHS that I watch a lot was uh, Mi Amigo el Dragón, Pete's, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon, yeah. <laughs> that also I watched it like uh, obsessively <laughs> when I was young. Uh, and it was like, like that kind of films. But then, yes, uh, when I was a little bit, uh, yes, like more adolescent in Mexico, we have, uh, I didn't study in a formal school, but we have our Cineteca, that it's the Cinematheque, mm -hmm. and it's super cheap. No, you can buy a ticket with nothing, <laughs> and that's good. And if you have your card, no, of of school, it's even cheaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, when when I was adolescent, no, like everyone, it it's the thing you need to go, no, to to catch films. And I remember, yes, like going there and like. You can catch like more avant-garde films or, yes, I remember when I, I watched Lane, no, there, and I was with Lane, Elodio. 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 Lane. Oh, Lane. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't quite catch that. Yes. We've done an episode on Lane and um, it's, it's the sort of film where there are two schools. People either said, oh, I get what this is doing. This is a very familiar sort of new wave kind of approach to a story 30 years after the new wave, or it grabbed them by the face and shook them because they'd never seen anything like it. Yes. And I remember when I was adolescent, because what it's nice of the Cineteca, you know, like there are retrospectives, no, like it's the new ones that are not so new, mm -hmm. the old ones, no, and that's nice that sometimes you don't catch the films. And yes, I remember that period that you feel like, oh, no, I'm, I'm super, <laughs> no, like uh, <laughs> misbehave, no, and I remember watching that film, no, obviously kids, train spotting, like there were like, uh, no, like the adolescent films that you, you feel that you were part of the gang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Movies of the moment, right? Where, yes. where you're one of the cool kids for seeing it, for knowing about it first. And for example, for me, because I, I didn't, come from yes like a cinema school and what was nice is is i catch tarkovsky film not so young you know and i'm so happy for that yeah. <laughs> that maybe if it would be my my train spotting period no like like uh, I was happy that uh, I I was already a mom, you know? you know. Like I have some mature in my soul <laughs> that I can connect. And obviously, since that moment, I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> no, what is what is this? But yes, also I really. Love Kaurismaki, no? Like for me, it's like, yes, he's simple, but he's also funny. And somehow, yes, it was also kind of a seed 
for my first film for the chambermaid it was not uh, not directly but i remember i watched the match factory a long time ago and i was oh, like yeah. like ah oh, no like i can feel a, a, a kind of connection and obviously i, I went on another way uh, but i remember also like i have watched the films of Casabetes, and but I remember when I I returned from from premiering the Chambermaid, that I was super sensitive, you know, with this mm -hmm. thing. Of, oh no, the premiere! I'm a filmmaker. No, you're feeling a little bit like, no, like super happy. No, like I did it. I'm now a, a formal filmmaker. But in the other way, yes, with this sensitivity, sensible, sensitive uh, of of losing the baby, you no, know? like, <laughs> like it's not in my hands anymore, no. And yes, you no longer uh, you can't work on it anymore, right? It's once it's out, it's out. Yes, and I return, and I just. Yes, I need to return to the house. No, I need to return to <laughs> to to get the blanket again. And uh, yes, I, I just remember that I returned to watch again all the Casabetes films. Mm -hmm. And yes, like I just connect with him. It's like uh a feeling that I, I feel near, and uh, also yeah, like my personality, I, I can catch like his essence, and to yes, try to try to keep him filming no 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 matter what, and uh, yes, like obviously I love all his films, but love streams is something particular that I, I, I really love and uh, yes like I guess everyone tells you the same <laughs> it's like that name repeating again and again and again but he's so wonderful no and obviously Gina Rowlands was so wonderful but also uh, what I really love, it's also that it was the last film, you know? Mm. It, it's also like, like Tarkovsky with The Sacrifice <laughs> and Casabetes with, with Love Streams. No, it's like the value of, of being a filmmaker, no? Like, and also in Totem, like, no one speaks about painting in Totem. <laughs> like everyone speaks about family. And and I like that they they don't speak about painting because it's super subtle. No, we know in a moment that the dad is painting, but we don't we don't even watch what he's painting, no? And I like how it is. But uh yes, for me it's like even if you're going to die, do what makes you happy, no? And uh, regarding 
Yes, like these filmmakers or even Agnes Varda, no? In in her last film that yes, she was old still and not in the perfect uh, health. Mm. But even that she was keep doing her documental, no? And I guess that's so beautiful, no? Like it's like a a testament film <laughs> not that that yes it, it will be for years and uh, yes that make me think a lot like uh, i'm so happy to be a filmmaker no like and uh, i obviously i want to live a lot <laughs> Sure, you're young. You're, you've got time. <laughs> and if life give me life, no, like I, I will try to do uh, whatever my yes, like my creative or or soul guides, no. But regarding like films, but also this path that even in yes, in the last moments keep rolling. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's super unique. And um, I I also, in a subtle way, bring also that to Totem, no? because it's also about family and it's also about the body that it's not helping so much, but it's also a matter of, of doing what we love. No? And... I guess that's why also I, I love so much love streams. It's interesting that you would, I, I was thinking watching, watching Totem, the thing I got out of it was more the sense of the, the second act, the midsection of women under the influence with this big family dinner and everybody bustling around in the space. And the thing that your film has is the sense of people who love each other getting in the way. Uh, which is, I mean, Love Streams is all about that as well, but only with two characters. It's so much smaller and more intimate and, and Totem keeps getting bigger and bigger because, you know, there's, there's this one, there are drones by the end, by the midpoint bothering people uh, because the family is downstairs and people are trying to, a child is trying to hide upstairs and they're, they're, they, the, the reach keeps growing in this small space and it feels so cluttered and busy and, and, that puts me in mind of the of the spaghetti scene in, in Women Under the Influence. But both films, both Cassavetti's films are very much alive in, in your movie. And when you talk about valedictory films, filmmakers telling their last story, whether they know it or not, um, I think about I think about Tona's painting and and how he says, you know, I, to a, he's trying to explain to a child that the painting will be here after he's not and that she can always look at it and think of him. And it's so heartbreaking uh, and so quiet in a way that Cassavetes, I don't think ever was because he loved loud. He, he was, he was the filmmaker of excess, you know, big statements and big arguments and big, big camera moves. And this, this movie has this intimate understanding. I'm just trying to think about it. The only times he, he worked with kids were, really were in Gloria where Jenna Rollins doesn't want to have this child around and doesn't relate to him like a, like a child relates to him, like an annoyance, or maybe, you know, the, the 
movie he made for MGM in the 60s that nobody remembers A Child is Waiting with Burt Lancaster and Judy Garland, one of his studio That's, jobs. I, I didn't watch it. I, I haven't watched it. No, it's completely unlike his his other work. It's very, very stiff. Um, and it doesn't have the life that he brought to his other, to the films he, he, I guess, cared about. He wanted to work with the actors and get paid so he could make more movies. Um, but it's the sense of life is what comes through in your film too, that even though this is, this is sort of a, a premature burial, this is a funeral for someone, or at least a, a send off for somebody that everybody loves very much and, and who won't likely see another birthday. Um, it's aware of all the little things that we do to make life better for people. Uh, and the way that Sol is protected by the rest of her family almost to a fault because they're preventing her from having a good memory of this event, right? They don't mean to, but they're they're just guaranteeing she has a different sort of trauma later in life. And the things that we do in the name of love or in the for thinking that we're doing our best and sort of doing more damage than we understand. Um, it's all caught up in, in the film. It's there's that moment where, um, uh, where it's Esther, right? The, the other little girl, Esther watches her mother burn her finger. Incidentally, just a little tiny thing. And she won't let go of it. She's obsessed about making sure she can see it. And like, are you okay? And it's the idea that we're watching a parent take on damage, physical damage, when the same thing is happening upstairs on a much larger scale. And I just thought that's the sort of observation that movies, only movies can make. I mean, maybe a novel, but in, a, in an instant we see it all. And then we just rush to the next thing because there's so much else going on that needs to be taken stock of. Um, that feels like something Cassavetti's understood as well. And, and I forgot to ask, you said you saw some of these films early. When did you see, when did you first encounter Cassavetti's? Yes, I, I didn't catch Casavetas in, in the Cineteca. Mm -hmm. It was my criterion, you know, package <laughs> long time ago. Yes, in a moment when, because I started first like in theater and uh, opera and like just working. And in that period, I was, yes, like watching films like everyone. And it was the period of buying DVDs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> CDs, DVDs, CDs, DVDs. No, all the money was going there. <laughs> and books, obviously. <laughs> but, it's a good way to live. Yes. And uh, for me, yes, like if I have money, it was the thing you, you needed to do, no? <laughs> and uh, and yes, like I, I have been autodidacta. Uh, I don't know the translation, like... Autodidact, yeah, self-taught. Self-taught, like, uh, as I told, uh, I was young mother, no? So I normally need to work or do it by yourself, girl, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, yes, like, regarding... Obviously, I, I have, like this connection no with Casabetes while well I I have uh yes yeah, since since I I I end 
well, not end, like like open the chambermaid in the premiere. Mm-hmm. Like, I love rituals, you know? Like, even if it's the most stupid thing, I need to close one thing to go to the other, no? Even it's it's the most common, no? And yes, like, my exercise was because I knew I wanted to do the film. Uh, yes, like, just returning, catching, absorbing. And I didn't watch again, you know? Like, the... <laughs> that complete film but but somehow I, I like like the essence or or something you you can connect and i think i think that's so important no as as director that you feel a mirror no you feel kind of a connection that uh, it's funny because it was in in theater but one teacher told me one time Lila, you know what? You need to read a lot <laughs> because you need to 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 be on the shoulders of all the people that you you have read. Right, right. So you can watch better the horizon. No, like you 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 will be more mature and. Uh, and it's kind of also a totem, no? <laughs> and I think that's so wonderful, no? Of all these uh, filmmakers, also I, I feel a connection also with Buñuel, no? Like, like, yes, it's kind of ghost, no? Like spirits mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's hard to say only one film always because it's it's a matter of a <laughs> of a long uh, history, no? Uh, doing films, but uh, to help with my my <laughs> my informality <laughs> uh, with with the interview yes uh, uh, i think what what it's beautiful is yes it's like it's part of 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 your background but it's also when when i i really entering in the writing process or i'm really into to the film i i try to not watch films you know because I'm always afraid that you can repeat or you can not like it. Oh, to copy something that you're actually watching. And and this film, uh, yes, my. I also was invited to two. I won't say which ones, but two super important workshops to mm-hmm. work on this second film, and I didn't want it, and. I have other stories that I want to be invited to all the workshops. No, I, I need to play. I, I no, it's like, but with this film, I guess that I I, I really wanted to go in, you know, like, mm. like, yes, I, I didn't know if it was going to be original or not or avant-garde or <laughs> or. Or a statement as as something, but I really knew that I wanted to try to 
to enter to the characters, no, and and to catch, yes, like the the essence of the of the little girl. Obviously, in the in all this Koran um, film, but obviously there are there are a lot of quotes in the film that yes, that that my daughter also understand a lot, no, like. Yes, she's she's a kind of a soul, like differently, but also like the small one. It's also super connected, and I'm kind of also like the aunt, you know, like these moments that yes, that you you just feel so near, you no, know? and uh, and I guess that uh, yes, like. I always tell my my daughter that that she has been my teacher, no? <laughs> for all, no? Like uh, for life, like uh, everyone has its own path. And I, I always tell her like, yes, maybe if you, I need it to you to, to for me to be a little bit, uh, yes, like catching, absorbing a little bit more of understanding life, no? Like, I guess that if I I had been a filmmaker with 18 years, I would be a totally different... Sure, yeah. ...maker, and I guess what what it's beautiful, no? I, I, I love what Herzog always tells, no? That it's about life, no? Like, you can watch... Obviously, all the films, <laughs> but it's a it's a matter of of traveling, no? But it traveling in life, no? And absorbing a lot. <laughs> hey, it's Norm interrupting my own show to bring you up to speed on shiny things. My newsletter about physical media, culture, and the odd streaming project. Last week, I tackled the new releases of Dumb Money and The Holdovers and celebrated Shout Studios' new Blu-ray of Bruce Robinson's serial killer thriller Jennifer 8, a film that's been waiting a really long time to be properly rediscovered. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at shiny-things.ghost.io or find a link at the Simcast Blue Sky account. You like reading about movies? I like writing about them. Come check it out. That's really the most interesting thing about any artist is how much they've lived and how much they've ingested and taken in from art, but also from their own lives. Um, this is going to be a weird segue, but Stephen King in the, in the introduction or the epilogue for Firestarter, a book he wrote in the early eighties, thanked his daughter, who was the same age as Charlie as the hero in the book. But the way he said it was, she's not Charlie, but she helped Charlie be Charlie. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I see what you mean, that you need to observe a child to write a fictional one, because if you do it from your head, it'll either be a little adult, like a tiny little person who doesn't sound or act like a kid, or some sort of uh, cartoon version of a, of a child, that like, a, like an animated baby. Yeah. The way kids work, the way they respond and react... Um, you know, we look back at our at our own childhoods and, and they're so distorted 
because uh, everything felt so much bigger. Emotions were so big and, and everything was confusing and weird. Um, you can't, you really need to observe childhood from the outside to write kids. I think nowadays you can't just do it out of the, you know, for the, for the out of sheer invention uh, or imagination, hardly anyone can. And then directing a child actor is another thing entirely to, to be natural and honest. I mean, I know they're, they're better at pretending than grownups are because um, it, you're just, when you're that little, you have imagination intruding on the world all the time, but to play the tones that you have um, uh, the, the kids in this film play, it's really, and in long takes too. I mean, it's a really delicate process. Were you directing live in the moment all the time or were you letting the actors handle it? Yes. No, no, no. Like I, I will never sit. <laughs> never. No. Yep. No, in, in both of my films, it's only two. <laughs> I never sit. I cannot sit. <laughs> I need to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I mean, were you actually in the middle of a shot? Were you talking to the kids or? or yes, um... yes, yes, yes. I, I will never sit like action, you know? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I, I will always be here. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, where do I don't see? But I'm here, <laughs> you know? Right. Making it's sure you're like... out of the shot. Yes, like, <laughs> but but I'm here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, and nah, I I don't know if it's because I come also from from theater. Like, I just love so much to be with with people. No, like uh, I really connect. I don't like at all pre production. Oh I yeah. Hate Hate pre-production. I don't know if with the third one I will love pre-production, pre but because we we change. <laughs> but with these two films had been so quick run, and with this one it was even the casting also doing. Uh, so I was totally exhausted <laughs> in pre-production, like with this feeling that I'm not going to make it <laughs> but the good thing with both films is that when it starts and i it starts no it's like like an orchestra no like uh when it starts it starts no even if we sometimes have good days and we sometimes we don't have good days mm -hmm. <laughs> life uh, yes i just love so much like that acting process no like to to try the better way no and and as you were telling i i don't cut mm -hmm. so every single scene we need to catch <laughs> uh until we feel comfortable no like oh yeah 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 words are landing I hear it. Yes, yes, yes. They they feel real, no, and uh, and and the eyes, no, and also yes, like uh, I was 
in the process of totem, I was reading a lot different things. Uh, I really the enjoy that. Obviously, it was awful the COVID, but I enjoyed that. I really had time for reading also, so right. my conscious was like super uh, calm, you know. <laughs> And and in the right place. And but I w- was also reading a lot of about painting, no. And and even it's not there because it's a house, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I I tried also to achieve like those small moments, no. Like okay, let's catch the eyes let's catch this no like let's catch uh, and with this essence no also with a camera that it's not polish no it's not perfect it's it has its it's we will say in spanish it's tendría su grasa no tendría its textures no right. like 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 it's not uh, clean at all <laughs> right but no family is, right? I mean, the, the world is of a family is this big ball that's always being shaken and yeah. there's, there's mess everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it makes perfect sense. And the thing I noticed um, as, a, as a programmer uh, this year, seeing all of these movies or last year coming in and, and seeing all these films that had been written during COVID but not shot. So in, in 2022, we saw all these films that had been made just before the lockdowns and then sat in post-production for a year and a half as people worked on them and, and tweaked them and played with them endlessly. And they felt refined um, in, a, in a professional, polished way. But the movies that were written during COVID and then shot afterwards have this sense of specificity. They know what they want to say because they've been revised over and over again in the script version and, 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 and sharpened to the to the point that the, f- the filmmakers want to make. Um, and what you were saying about reading about painting in isolation and just taking that in and thinking about it, that has to influence the film on levels you wouldn't have done otherwise, right? I mean, it just, as you say, you you shot it in a way that deliberately reflects that, that knowledge that you took in. Yes, it's, uh, I also, filming COVID, it was like both process. <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I really wrote Totem super fast when I had like long time ago the story, but when I was like, okay, uh, I'm writing, I I write it quickly. Mm-hmm. But yes, then I, I, it's it's the moment that I love love the most, no, in the rewriting, no, and it was in this process that I totally thought, no, like it, it would be a totally different film if, as you were telling, like one year before, because yes, like I, re- I read a lot also of history of Mexico, no, like I, I was super involved in, in so much different layers, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> it went there and it's it's nice no and uh, yes and 
I guess that every film has its own method or or its own way of coming out, no? And regarding, yes, these films that had been made by these masters <laughs> uh, in their finale, I guess it's it's a joy, no? It's like. If they ask someone, how do you want to die? I want to die dancing, no? Yes. <laughs> My thanks to Lila Avilas, whose wonderful second feature, Totem, starts its Canadian rollout this Friday, February 2nd, at the TIFF Lightbox in Toronto, the Sudbury Indie Cinema, and the Cinematheque in Vancouver. It's also opening at the Metro in Edmonton on Sunday, February 4th, and the Bytown in Ottawa next Friday, February 9th. Thanks also to Mercy Lamb. She knows what she did. You can find Lila on the former Twitter at Lila Aviles Cine, L-I-L-A-A-V-I-L-E-S-C-I-N-E. And you can find Dumbo on Blu-ray from Walt Disney Home Entertainment and streaming on Disney+. Love Streams is on Blu-ray and DVD in an excellent special edition from the Criterion Collection. You can find me on Blue Sky at Norm Wilner, and you can find this podcast there at Semcast, S-E-M-Cast, and on the web at someoneelsesmovie.com. The first year of the show is still available for just 20 bucks at payhep.com slash semcast. That's the first 52 episodes of someone else's movie, 44 of which aren't currently available anywhere else. And check out my newsletter, Shiny Things, at shiny-things.ghost.io. I think you'll enjoy it. Our theme song is by the last year. If you like it or the show in general, please say so. Leave a review wherever you've been listening. Every little bit helps. It truly does. And check out the other shows on the Frequency Podcast Network while you're doing that. Stay safe. Watch movies. Wear a mask if you go out, get the new booster when you can. I'll see you next week, and I promise I'll sound a lot better.